0: Enjoyed podcasting with you, Ed. But <laughs> that joyous, <laughs> it, was, one it was good. I for mean, those, we are.
1: Yeah. How many games? We're, we're
0: clearly the. We're clearly the problem, right? This is this is clearly what's happening. Quite a few here. people on wanna, the
1: socials pointed this out. They warned yeah. us not to come back.
0: Well, I want to say, United. Since we started podcasting, have won one league title. <laughs> now, before we started podcasting, they won a lot more than that. But they've won one league title and uh, probably two, or maybe even three league cups. An FA Cup, hadn't won one of those for ages. A Europa League, ne- had never won one of those before ever. No Champions League, so <laughs> One losing final, um, yeah. and now a lot of losing semi-finals. Yet another
1: heartbreaker for our semi-final Reds. It, it really is and and we can get to the detail but it's a, it, it's a big blow isn't it because the the progress that Ollie was making over the last 2 years and particularly in the last few weeks um it's it's sort of it's not completely predicated on on getting a trophy but it's a substantial sort of marker for progress isn't it i mean after all that's what fans yeah. and players want it's not what the owners want they want cash but Trophies do um, highlight the sponsors and uh, allow you to rake in even more cash. And and so it, it's important and it's not going to come in the League Cup and Manchester City are probably going to go and win a fourth on the trot or whatever it is, uh, which is, which is going to be, you know, I'm not going to watch that one, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely zero chance. Whoever wins, we lose. April the 25th, I will be indisposed, washing my hair, I don't know, doing something, uh, but uh, not watching that. But uh, yeah, it, look, this is a big blow. Uh, it was important. Ollie said it beforehand. He said no excuses, and so there are no excuses. We had a strong t- team out. It's his sort of preferred formation right now. I mean, who knows next week? Uh, the diamond, and and it wasn't an awful performance. It just lacked a little bit. You know, a couple at the back. Couple of both goals could have been defended. And just a little more cutting edge up front. Yeah,
0: I mean, was it a diamond or was it a 4-2-3-1 with Pogba on the left? Yeah,
1: I mean, and they were flexible like that at the weekend as well. So um, I guess Pogba um, was given complete licence to get forward. Uh, and, and he's put in some good performances. I thought he was OK again tonight, actually. I mean, in, in a yeah. team that didn't have much possession, uh, he he did fine.
0: Just an awfully frustrating night. I mean we were in it until they scored and then we were in it loads. So basically until they got the second, it felt like any second now, something good could happen. But every time it, it was just one of those nights, I guess. I mean, I was just watching this and I was trying to concentrate. It's a bit difficult to concentrate while Western democracy is, you know, collapsing around our ears or whatever. Um, definitely the sort of second most important news item happening in the world while this was going on. So there was a little bit of that. Um, and it, you know, it's the end of the day and back, first week back at work and all that. So it was quite difficult to concentrate on this game. And all the way through, I was thinking, like, what is there to say about, like, the clash of systems or interesting little tactical nuances. And I'm sure there's smarter people than me that understand football better that could come up with them. To me, it looked like uh, their defence is way better than ours. And um, that's that's the main thing. Because I imagine if you are a City fan, you might have been a bit frustrated with some of the things that had nearly happened and not quite come off. And De Bruyne hit the post, the inside of the post. And, you know, looked like it might be one of those nights for them. But in the end... Their defenders didn't make any mistakes and all the interplay between Martial, Rashford, Bruno, Pogba. Bruno kind of having one of those nights, I think a little bit, um, maybe trying a little bit too hard um, because of the semi-final and the opposition and maybe the feeling that we weren't the underdogs and he would need to do more, like I'd mentioned uh, at the weekend. Um, But that first goal, I thought was Quite symptomatic. I I can't help thinking Ruben Diaz would have swept his leg out and knocked that one to the side rather than watched it go past him, so John Stones could mid riff one in.
1: It's uh, I mean a few a few interesting points there. I mean, firstly on the goal for sure, right? That's gone through seven United players, Uh, Rashford and another one on the the front post who I Martial I think they were both on the front post. Neither of them sort of threw themselves at it, and then any of the central defenders. None of them tracked the runner, and and in the end, Stones was well. I mean, it looked like he came off his dick, didn't he? <laughs> straight in. I mean, pulled pull the Ben saying, Stokes. <laughs> when
0: I said, <laughs> when I said midriff, I was being euphemistic. Clearly,
1: yeah. Well, you know, is he hung like Falcao? Maybe it was his midriff. Uh, anyway, uh, sorry, I've lowered the tone again. Quite all right. Again, four hundred eighty <laughs> podcasts, and uh, I managed to pull it off now and again. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> lowering the tone—that is, <laughs> lowering. The tone. Of course, yeah, of course. Anyway, I did. So I was... Look, that was that was definitely true. And then on, on Bruno Fernandez, I mean, yes, sure. I mean, it's one of those nights where he's trying stuff and it's not coming off. Uh, he would play like that against the Parkside, you know, and yeah, and of course it would yeah. come off against the Parkside because Parkside wouldn't mark space. And and you're absolutely right that Manchester City have upgraded their defence. Significantly with Ruben GS, he's he's a really good player uh, and yeah. and Stones. Um, I don't know whether it's it's uh GS's uh introduction that has helped him come along or he's had an epiphany or whatever it is, but he's obviously playing well again, had yeah. the raw talent and looked like he was going to blow his opportunity. Uh, and now looks like he's he's uh back in uh you know, Pep's favor. Uh, And it's really important. So they they defend well, and they're obviously defending against a very potent attacking side in United. And United, you know, 11 shots, uh, mostly from open play in this game. So created something, not brilliant opportunities, because City defended well in, you know, deep or pressing, uh, and then were able to to counter when they needed to. And, And, of course, you know, City's style is to keep the ball. So for the most of the time, they didn't need to counter because... They had all the ball. And so this just felt like a very City performance and United just couldn't impose their will on City. And then there were the defensive lapses.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you think the second goal, I mean, the second goal to me, uh, Henderson took a step the wrong way and then looked really flat-footed, but I guess that can happen. I don't think he um, saw it
1: until too late and then just didn't react. I, I mean, like the the defensive lapse is really the, the, the weak header out into a to central area. I mean, look, mm. it's it's we've made most worse mistakes in defence this season, for sure, uh, than yeah. than Wam header, but it wasn't a great one.
0: So I don't really I've never really understood central defending. Um I've always found it different. like I just don't know much about it really. Don't know what you're never played football to any level. So don't really know That first goal, watching it, it just looked like that's awful from Maguire. I mean, I guess you're thinking, well, I don't want to get a a dodgy touch on this one because it's so dangerous. You could easily skew off you and go in for an on goal. But it it did look to me like he didn't know Stones was there. He didn't know who was behind him. Um, And he was leaving a ball that was... he he's sort of very um vociferously appealing for offside when Stones was miles and miles and miles onside it it didn't look good to my very untrained eyes what i'm saying what did did you think it was awful or just like unfortunate No, i think it's just typical
1: of maguire <laughs> right. honestly yeah, yeah. so yeah. Uh, i he's a step or two below the best central defenders in the world and and unfortunately the powers of the united paid the best central defender in the world, price for him, uh, the uh, on the uh, talk of the devil's podcast is that right? <laughs> I keep forgetting his name. The uh, athletics official with our friend Carl. Um, I was just going to boo when you said the athletics, but I'm not booing Carl. So <laughs> <laughs> boo, yay, <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it, they they brought up the story about um, Mourinho basically telling United to only play. Fifty million for Maguire when Mourinho right. wanted him again. I mean, it's done the rounds before, right? But um, right, and it I've just kind of it. brought that to mind again. You know, he's in in this market. He's a fifty million pound player. If that, yeah. yeah so uh, his ceiling, I think, we've seen it, and he'll never go beyond it. And anything that requires kind of speed of thought or speed of turn it's not his strongest uh, point now he got into some good positions defensively made some good tackles He not everything mm-hmm. it's not binary I'm not saying everything he does turns to uh, it, it's just you know w- you wanted a transformational defender and he was an incremental upgrade
0: yeah exactly like we've got a transformational defender in our side and he wasn't playing today and you could really see he wasn't playing today. There was one moment where I had your voice ringing in my head um, when City put a through ball down the left channel and Lindelof and Maguire were trying to get back. And it was just like the words no recovery pace kind of emerged out of the green of Old Trafford and kind of anti alias lettering in my mind. You know, <laughs> just like it was very clear evidence that there yeah. was no well, recovery. Well, I actually think,
1: Lin- uh, sorry, Maguire. Looks a bit better with Baye, right? Because you've got someone Definitely. there who can who can recover from those kind of... You know, it's not, it's not just the mistake, it's uh, the ball in transition, right? Or the quick switch of play or all these sort of situations where Maguire isn't tip-top-top, e top, uh, can sort of make up for that. And now... I guess after four games on the trot Ollie is protecting him let's just say he is you know I, Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I um, think so. We'll, we'll see, we'll see. I mean what for next yeah. and then then it's uh, Burnley after that I think if I remember correctly and we'll see who's in the side for that Burnley game because that'll kind of tell you where Ollie's head is at.
0: Yeah, I mean the the example that uh, really jumps out about Maguire and Bay you know the the one against Wolves where the ball comes out to try it. like the ball's been played to try on the left and by absolutely pegged it across to cut out the pass. And it's, it's that kind of thing that's, that's missing as much as the incredible kind of last ditch defending that he brings. Um, not he's obviously, I should not get carried away. Eric Bay obviously not flawless and clearly has let's face it, a mistake in him, but, but it's, he's also got, Real magic in him, in a way that I don't. I don't think either Maguire or, or Lindelof have. Um, further forward, I mean, uh, loads and loads of criticism. Martial has become like he's the new Pogba in terms of polarization. Uh, to me, this is like a really good player having a tricky season. Um, and also, in, in a game like this, it felt like the system wasn't really supporting him too well a lot of ball and he doesn't help himself actually because he often will wait so the ball is passed to him so he can start the run with the ball at his feet because he obviously feels confident taking the ball past defenders with the ball at his feet from just outside the box but sometimes you just want just want him to just run in the channel Tony like just you know who <laughs> stretched them a little bit and there's it was quite static a, a number of times as it, as it often is and you know yeah, I'll 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 end there. I've got was gonna say something about Rashford as well, but
1: No, I mean like one of the challenges United have in, in creating the right kind of balance of attack is that Martial and Rashford are quite similar in how they play as a, a forward centre forward or they've kind of split wide at times tonight. Um and it's they want the ball in front of them all of the time. Now, United do have Cavani who offers something slightly different. Uh I'm not sure when he's playing with his back to goal, he actually wants to run the channels. He's got great movement around the box, but I actually don't think he does that kind of classic number nine, um, occupying three central defenders or whatever it is, uh, either. Right? So we'll have to think about that, but there's loads of talent there. Marcel's not having a great season, let's be honest. I mean, he it looked like there was an uptick in form recently, he scored a few goals, needed those mm. goals as well got a couple of assists as well um but we need him as we said in the last pod we need him to be really good this this second half of the season so um, yeah yeah
0: yeah cuz worth saying that we recorded the last podcast we were you know joking about united's place in the league table and all oh, it's on and all that and then liverpool went and lost to southampton and it all got drastically real for a second and uh, I looked up some 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 nerds, and what the nerds were saying, and the nerds are all extremely convinced that Manchester City are going to win the league this season, and because uh, that also obviously um the last time i'd looked at the five three eight prediction model was before city had beaten Chelsea and Liverpool had uh, lost and they were predicting City by a substantial margin. And now it's just, you know, they are very, very confident of a City win, uh, basically like 70% chance of City winning or something like that. Um, I have no idea whether there's any accuracy in that model whatsoever. I'd love to look at what it's said in the past and what's what's come to pass.
1: Yeah, um, I, I don't know the the innards of that model either. I mean, I think it's partly based on the SBI rankings, which is a, a, a sort of ranking of quality of team based on a certain amount of uh, past results as well. Um, and they have the city side as being uh, somewhat better than Liverpool, which is my, why, where people might pull this up and say, hmm, not sure about that, but uh, I don't know mm-hmm. enough about the model to, to really critique it properly. Yeah, um, red but, so, versus blues all over five thirty eight at the moment. Though, of course, <laughs> yes. Um, the uh, the the
0: the idea that United could potentially win the league this season is amazing to be talking about on the sixth of January, and I, I think this game sort of shows why. You know, it's a it's still a relatively outside chance because one of the things that we're going to consistently need is for things to come off. And I know all teams need that, but there are teams that need the, the fine margins to go less right than other teams. And we're going to need the fine margins to go very right indeed. And including almost especially stuff around injuries. You know, you mentioned Cavani and I I couldn't help wondering um, how much, how good it would have been to have Cavani to come off the bench in this game. Uh, and uh, Diego Godin apparently extremely keen for that to be able to happen. Um, he, I believe, was the first player, although it was also tweeted by Lucas Torreira and co-signed by Luis Suarez. So you know you're on the right side of history there. Um, the Uruguayan Footballers Association rapidly rising to the defence of Cavani's good name in a in a in a statement that listen, there's. There's a lot of of talk about cultural imperialism here, and I think it's nothing to do with cultural imperialism and everything to do with if you live in a country and play in a a competition, you have to operate by the rules of that competition, not the rules of the culture you come from. And um, the thing that I think was most misguided about this is they were saying Cavani's good name should be restored. I think it's a massive misread of this whole situation, to think in any way that Cavani's good name has been damaged essentially
1: well united defended cavani uh, on multiple occasions uh, the manager and the club coming out with statements and i think it's okay the defence was his intent was harmless uh, and we've uh, we had a long conversation i think there's another conversation to be had about this which is which is happening amongst some activists and and academics anyway which is what is the history of the use of these terms and is it acceptable culturally uh, and let's step into the shoes of the people who are being infantilized, right? And I, I don't want to keep going on about this because people find this um, argument hard to accept. Uh, but, but I'm telling you, it's not me, Ed, saying um, bad guy Cavani, me and my pompous English nurse saying I know all about racism. It's local people saying, we don't like this either, right? But Cavani's error here or crime was just fell foul of you know rule five two E of the FA FA code of conduct on social media. You cannot post with any terms that um that invoke someone's race. And he clearly did that. So um mm. he didn't even by the way, we didn't say on the last pod, he didn't contest the charge. Right. He played, no. he played guilty and the club supported that statement because they know that the juxtaposition of supporting anti-racism statements across the game and emblazoned all over Old Trafford doesn't sit well with contesting that charge. Right. So uh,
0: absolutely. And, and, and
1: that's it, why it's that's why the Uruguayan FA and Players Association got it so wrong. Right. They've misread it. I personally haven't read the judgment, but I'm 100 percent sure that's what the judgment will say.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I didn't read the judgment, but I read some coverage of the judgment, which was like, no, there is no suggestion here that there was negative intent or anything like that. You know, it's quite clear about that, but it's a breach of the rules. And this is the punishment that that warrants. And, you know, all exactly what you would expect it to say. And I think United have done, I, I think United have done the right thing because they said they kind of defended the players intent. And said they come they accept they wouldn't contest the charge they accepted the charge which is like you know so yeah uh, I mean and you know, we had a comment saying um, that you know it was a woke take to suggest that this was correct and it it is a woke take to talk about the use of the word and the you know the its place in Latin American culture and that's not a take that you and I are having that's a take that exists that we're saying hey this is out there. What we're saying here right now is uh, you can't put that word on social media if you play in English football competition. You're going to get banned and fined because those are the
1: rules of the competition you're operating in. We all sign up to the rules. Um, Rather like Kieran Trippier signed up to the rules before telling his mates to lump on <laughs> he didn't he didn't know like all he told his mates he was moving to a different club honestly oh, oh no I no, think no. He, have you not seen the transcript yeah it's his mate saying should i lump then he on, said, lump on and if it, you want to mate yes, <laughs> yeah on. yeah i i
0: honestly can't believe how much i i've seen numerous people talk about this and like uh, the only people that could possibly stand to get hurt in this are bookmakers.
1: And, like, good. <laughs> That's, no, I, I know. No. I mean, look, I think the, um, the analogy has been brought with insider trading on this one a few times. And it's not quite the same. But in insider trading, 100%, if you told someone some information that was material to one party winning and one party losing in a financial transaction... I mean, you would be doing time, not serving a 10 week bang for football. Um, so that, that's why the FA have the rules, and I think they're probably enforcing them in the right way. But um, it does feel harsh uh, on Kieran Trippier because it yeah. wasn't him doing the betting, but everyone will be clearer for it now. You know, if you're asked, Are you going to XYZ club? you say, Absolutely nothing.
0: Well, it's like when Matic sent a picture of uh, him in the United shirt to his 40 mates from back home WhatsApp group, and then it got out onto social media. Um, only with gambling thrown in. Hey, shall we? I don't really want to talk about this City game anymore. But I guess we should. We should do a, a roundup of like what it means that we lost another semi final and where we are in relation to City. And I, I just feel like we're kind of exactly. We know where we are. On another day, that game goes real differently. A few details change. To me, it wasn't like a thoroughly dispiriting performance no. or anything. It had dispiriting moments. but
1: and, yeah. and, and football is in the details, but the better the players you have, the more the less those details seem to matter, right? Yeah, and and, and I do think it's fair, because I've talked to
0: a lot, and I re- we have players on this side I really like. I really like Rashford. I really like Martial. I really like Pogba. I really like Bruno. Um city's best players are better than our best players and their worst players are definitely better than our worst players so you know and their manager is better than our manager so you know it's all a bit of a shame uh, but we're 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 much closer to them than we have been a one off game in the semi final doesn't tell you that either way but we can you can see it all across the pitch and and
1: you can definitely see it from the league table yeah. Well, okay, we'll move on for that. From that, we we we'll just forget about the EFL Cup. Doesn't count dead to us. Dead to us. It's all about the Europa when it comes to Stupid cup competitions. <laughs> hey, there's only one trophy we want to win this season.
0: That's not a 21 in 21, baby.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. We we haven't won the 20, Europa League 21 times. What are you talking about? <laughs>
0: Should we take a break and then talk about the other trophy that we might win this season? Although there's a long way to go in that one. Let's do it. If you want more from the show in between shows, check us out on the socials. We are NQATPod on Instagram, Ed at NQATPod on Twitter, and we are under our real names on Facebook at No Question About That. All righty. Uh, what Elton John, Luther Blissett, John Barnes. Your boys are going to take a hell of a beating. Wait, did Luther Blissett play for Watford? Yeah. Yeah, Right. okay, good. Um Who else has played for Watford? Odeon O'Garlo, Troy Deeney. Your boys do you are think going Odeon,
1: Odeon's going to get a game of the weekend? Yeah, he might do. The Odeon O'Garlo derby, yeah, after all. maybe. I mean, he's off at the end of the month. So, you know, a farewell. It's the Tom Cleverley derby. Uh, Ernie's uh, 100 grand derby. a week. It's, 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 it's getting a lot of value for that 100 grand at the moment.
0: Honestly, that his interview on the official United podcast is the most heartwarming thing you'll ever hear in your whole life. He, he is a bigger United fan than anyone else that's ever played for the club, and I'm including the people that grew up standing on the Stretford end in that. Like, he likes Man United more than either of us. He's, he's, he's a big fan.
1: All right. Can you name how many managers Watford have had since Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was appointed at Manchester United?
0: Oh wow. Um well they had they had Gracia Sanchez Flores then they sacked Sanchez Flores again and replaced him with Nigel Pearson? Is that true?
1: Yeah, they had a caretaker, Hayden Mullins, in between. Okay.
0: Okay. Right, that makes me feel very old that somehow Hayden Mullins is a caretaker manager now, not someone who turns up on football manager searches. Um okay. So Gracia, Kike Sanchez Flores, Mullins, Pearson. Then they sacked Pearson right at the end of the... Craig Shakespeare took over in traditional fashion.
1: Well, yeah, Hayden Mullins and and Craig Shakespeare. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then who was next? Vladimir Ivic. Right. From and August he's gone too now. to now, December. And then Cisco Munoz was appointed in December, and it has right. uh, on Wikipedia TBD against his uh, departure date, around about <laughs> July, I'd say. <laughs> Yeah, if that, if that, um, uh, it'd be doing yeah, well. Yes, yeah. I mean, it's mad. It's mad. So, um, since the pots, when did the Potsies take over? They took over and appointed Gianfranco Sola, didn't they? Is that right? So I had, have no idea, but it sounds plausible. We've had so, so since December, since July two thousand and twelve. Zola, Sanino, um, Garcia, Joinet, Billy McKinley. Salavisa, Ducanovic, Kike Sanchez, Flores, Walter Matarazzi, Marcus Silva, Javi Garcia, Kike Sanchez, Flores and so on. So it's, I mean, it's absolutely incredible how many managers they've had. They've had, what, nearly 15 in the last 10 years. Um, and it's the model of the, the Pozzo family, isn't it? They, they, they give them a good six months if they're lucky. Yeah.
0: Um, and, and, you know, it, it worked for a while. It kept them at least. It kept them in the prem for for a while, uh, but they went down last season. And and you know, I get. I guess we know a reasonable amount about them from their time in. I mean, it looked sort of like they'd signed quite well um, last summer. Uh, brought in Will Hughes at some point. Um, they 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 looked to have kind of shored things up. They've got a bunch of ex-reds. Tom Cleverley's still there, I think. He is. And um, Ben Foster. And Craig, Craig Cathcart, of course, a United youth product. Um, did
1: he ever play for the first team? He must have played in the League Cup or whatever, I feel like. I he... don't remember uh, him playing, but yeah, he might have done. Yeah. Is I'm... James Garner must be there on loan. He is on right? there. He's there on loan, yeah. Presumably yeah. can't play at the weekend. Um, right. Ismail Saar is still there. You know, they bought him for a lot of money and they're trying to sell him for a lot of money, which is why his move to Liverpool fell through, uh, apparently. Um, And and quite a, a sort of
0: surprise in a way that Etienne Capoue is still there. Etienne Capoue, who, you know, was linked with some big clubs, including United at various times.
1: Yeah, and no, I think part of this is the the goal of the, the Potso family to get straight back up. Um I mean, there's no guarantee of that. Of course, you know, many, many Premier League clubs that go down like continue into freefall and um and it's it's really difficult for them. They are currently sixth in the championship, um, and above top are Norwich. Bournemouth are third. So there's a few teams there that you know, familiar names from the Premier League in recent years. Uh, And maybe, maybe they'll get up. But, you know, they've lost five games already this season in the league. Uh, And as is the nature of the championship, everyone beats everyone else because it's, you know, it's pretty close, typically at the top there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I guess the the key question is, because United play Watford, then Burnley in midweek... And then Liverpool. So this game is going to be, like, Dan James is going to play. Donny van der Beek might play, might be in the starting lineup. That's That's how far we're going down Solskjaer's pecking order here. Um, so I guess we we won't see Igalo from the start. We'll see Greenwood, I'm sure. Greenwood will start Yeah, this game. and he
1: needs some minutes, Greenwood. Yeah. Um, so Look, is this of, is this the third of three that Cavani will be suspended for? Was he suspended? For, yes. He was suspended tonight. Yeah,
0: yeah, and the previous game against so whoever. Third was of three. Okay,
1: so yeah, um, uh, yeah. We I guess we won't. We I mean could see a Galo from the start. It depends on what system he goes with, whether he goes for three out front or not. Um, I mean, it'd be absolutely shocking if Bruno Fernandez plays, but he likes to play him. In everything and Harry Maguire as well, perhaps give the lad a rest. You know, <laughs> give give the lad a rest, and uh, maybe you'll see uh, Axel turns in in central defence. Would be nice. I wonder if um, wonder can Ted and Mengi play? he training with the first team or not? Because they're in separate no bubbles. idea. Yeah.
0: Oh, because the COVID rules,
1: COVID bubbles. Yeah. Right. Um. So yeah, he'd have to be switched into the other bubble. I I don't actually know. Um, whether he can play or not. Um, maybe we'll see Alex Teles. Is he fit?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I didn't know that he wasn't anyway. I mean, I, I've not been paying that close attention, so I might just have missed it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I no, was um, just dragged off at half-time the other week. Um,
0: Brandon Williams was definitely training, so I wonder whether we'll see the, the lesser-spotted Brandon Williams. Yeah, and
1: he needs games. I mean, if, he, if he's not going to play in this kind of game, he definitely needs to go out on loan. Because what's the point? It's not, he's not He's not gaining anything or learning or making the progress he needs to make. Because we know he's raw talent. Uh, if he's not going to play a game like this, then he needs to be shipped out online. So, Henderson,
0: Williams, Twanzebe, uh, Lindelof, and Maguire will play. Because he wants to be the player with the most minutes in football in 2021 as well so um Maguire Tellez you got back five there midfield Van der Beek how else do you rotate I guess McTominay plays because he came off at the end of that game who else is there he came
1: off in the 75th minute (laughs) yeah uh two substitutes I meant to mention two substitutes for Molly tonight 75th minute and 88th minute I mean come on Come on, you're going to change his game.
0: Anyway, it was, it was a bit tricky, wasn't it? Because there wasn't an, a really obvious change for him to make. And it, it, it didn't feel like there was an obvious tactical shift either. Um, although yeah. we do know that, you know, he can, can be a bit.
1: You can make late five subs, and so you make basically one. Anyway, um, so yes, McTominay may play Matic, may play because he hasn't. Matic. Uh, in, there you in, go. Yeah. Um, Lingard is fit. So he uh, okay. may get a game. I don't know. I don't know how far down the the pool of uh, talent in inverted commas he wants to go. Um, but he may do. So,
0: I mean, uh, this is the kind of team I'd be putting out. It didn't really matter if we get knocked out of this. I know you were saying like, once you're in the semi-final, you've got to take the cup competition seriously. But you know, we, this the FA Cup's got to be a long way down the pecking order of importance right now given the fixture congestion and given that a win against Burnley and a win against Liverpool and we're six points clear of them. Um, you know, that's... Steady on, you're
1: going to jinx it talking like this.
0: No, you see, you said this, but there's nothing to jinx. So there's no, it's not like we're going to win the league if I don't jinx it. (laughs) Like, that's we're not, you know, I'm not saying we're going to win the league. I'm just saying these are the possible outcomes. Marcus Rojo fit.
1: Ah. I mean, he's alive. Right. He's still at United, I think. (laughs) Was he even, I did what what are the eligibility rules? I'm asking a lot of questions here because I don't know the answers because yeah. neither him nor Phil Jones nor Sergio Romero were in the Premier League squad. So been
0: too long, It's been too long since I've played football manager, so yeah, I don't yeah, know how the FA Cup yeah, overlaps. Well, there you go. That's your in-depth preview. Good luck. See you when soon, matter. everyone.
1: Little man, when matter.
0: There you go. He'll play. He will play. He's definitely going to play. Lump on.
1: <laughs> uh, 10 match ban yep. I'm bringing oh Carl no. for the next 10 games <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> he's too busy for us
0: um, alright I think that'll do I predict that we're going to win 1-0 oh, I
1: mean it should be an easy easy win it's at like Old Trafford isn't it you know massive crowd behind us oh oh, good
0: it's at Old Trafford the place we never
1: win <laughs> I, I, th- I actually don't know where it is I've, I've sort of I forget, I don't even look at where it is now, the game. Yeah, of course, what's the point? It doesn't really make much difference, doesn't does not make it? any difference. So, um, yeah, no, I'm comfortable 3-0 win. I think, actually, Watford will make changes because the Championship is hard.
0: Oh, yeah, you, I f- always forget that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'll, I agree. I'm upgrading it to 2-0.
1: They played 22 games in the Championship.
0: That's a lot. I'd be like it if Aguilar came on and scored. Just because... Like, every goal for Man United definitely means more to Odin than it does for He's going to come on, he's
1: going to score, and then he's going to do a no celebration out of respect.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, thanks, everyone. We'll be back after that game to um, talk about the Watford game and preview Burnley. Hold on, I'll just give you a sneak preview it's gonna be of f- our preview. <laughs> Burnley will stick 11 men behind the ball and we'll really struggle to break them down and probably do it. Very good. So we're
1: skipping next week's pod then. yeah,
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. No, probably not. All right. Take care, everyone. We'll see you at the weekend. See you. Bye now.